Hi guys. Hello. Welcome to Ed Arlene's Spirit Cast. If you're new to this podcast, we talk about all things related to mindfulness, magic, astrology, tarot, Reiki, meditation, anything in that realm. In today's episode, we are talking about twin flames, among other things. We have our amazing, beautiful, awesome cousin on again. Um, and so if you haven't listened to that episode, we'll have that link down below. Do you remember what we called it? I think it was called Twin Flame Story of Love. Okay, yeah. So it's really great. Um, Lindsay uh, goes in and she just talks about uh, like karmic relationships, soulmates, twin flames. And then she talks about her like twin flame journey and like obviously other spiritual um, topics as well because we're kind of just like chatting and hanging out. And that's kind of how this episode is too. Um, we touch on, we do want to warn you, we do touch a little bit on death in the process of our conversation. So if you are sensitive to that type of stuff, um, you might want to uh, hope you listen, but maybe not listen to this. <laughs> maybe try a different episode. Yeah. Um, but that's like, it's just, we just touch on it. We're just warning you because some people are more sensitive. Um, but we, we, we cover a lot of different topics, I think, in this episode. Yeah. Um, but we do continue that twin flame um, story that we had in our previous episode about a year ago yeah um and again that's linked down below but before we get into it do you want to tell them where they can find us at so you can follow us over on instagram tumblr pinterest tiktok um at ed arlene you can follow us on twitter where we tweet a lot at edpro underscore pgh you can go follow us on youtube um we post very confused videos almost every single day go over there and like and subscribe um you can go to our website ed arlene.com sent for email list and get a free Reiki session almost every single month. All right, there it is. Um, so if you aren't familiar with Twin Flames, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, uh, they're a type of relationship that um, some people find themselves in. And uh, there are other types of, of these like spiritual connections. I think all connections are spiritual. I mean, if you look at astrology... There's certain um, elements in that where you can see, like, connections. Uh, people believe it's called, like, synergy, but I could be wrong. Um, so this isn't, like, a, an exclusive thing. We're not saying that this is, like, better than other spiritual connections, like, one can have. Um, you can have a karmic relationship. Um, you can also have a soulmate relationship. And um, Twin Flames, we've no noticed, seems to be very, like, glamorized. You see it a lot in media because of the um, deep, like, up and down kind of rhythm that Twin Flames seem yeah. to have. Because um, Twin Flames are shared souls. It's, it's your other half of your soul versus, like, the karmic relationships, karmic partners. Um, they're brought into your life to teach you lessons. Well, they all are. Twin, the twin flame journey allegedly is supposed to be one of the most intense when it comes to learning lessons, right? Yeah. So how Lindsay had described it, um, is she said that, or she's she's we've talked about this before, like off podcast, like her, you know, teaching me about it. But she said that basically, um, you kind of like force your soul, like you push each other to develop spiritually, and it can be very hard lessons because you're making yourself face certain truths and there's often like a runner um chaser dynamic with twin flames as well where it gets really hard and one of them usually will like leave and then they like come back together and they're supposed to be very intense like whenever things are good they're like really good and it's very passionate and um you know like an addictive type of relationship but whenever it's bad it's like bad and um eventually a, a part of that twin 
journey is you either end up in union at the end or you don't. But regardless, you had some massive like spiritual development and healing in that process. So karmic relationships can be very intense as well. They're usually much more short, um, you know, shorter connections, but very deep and can have some of that drama that twin flame relationships have. It's just they're, you know, once it's done, it's done. And then a soulmate, you can have a soulmate that is non-romantic. And these are just like these deep soul connections you have with people. And they um, often are characterized as being, not that they won't have their drama, but they don't have that like... Toxicity. Yeah, back and forth and stuff. And, and that being said, I'm glad you said toxicity. Um, because of how trendy twin flame stuff has become on the internet, sometimes I feel like people will overlook things that are actually abusive and try to excuse it as a twin flame situation. And that's one thing that Lindsay, I think we touch on it in this episode, but I know in the last one she really talks about how um, there's definitely a difference between emotional abuse. There's definitely a and difference. I feel like there are a lot of people who overlook some of the negative traits and aspects and write it off as, oh, it's just a twin flame. Oh, mm-hmm. they'll be back. Oh, they're with the karmic right now, but they'll come back to me. Yeah. Don't wait around for people. This is my saying this right now. I don't care if it's controversial, but don't wait around for um, things that don't feel right for your soul. If everybody on it, whatever path you're on, whether it be soulmate, karmic, twin flame, you should prioritize yourself and your peace and your ideal life because you may not be with your twin in this lifetime. It might be the next one. You guys might come into union, but don't wait around and let years of your life go by. Um, for the hope that maybe this person might come through. Yeah. Because you have tons of soulmates. There's tons of soulmates. Tons. And you can be have a happy life with somebody else. No, that's very true. That's, you know, our cousin who we have on, she's actually talked to, t- talked to me about that before, how, you know, she's had connections with soulmates and karmics whenever, you know, she wasn't with her twin. And... Your twin, as Arlene had said, isn't doesn't have to be that end all be all. Like they're the only person you'll ever love. Like there are a lot of people in this world. A lot of think how like old our souls are. You know and yeah. how many like these deep connections we can have with people. And you don't have to stay in something that is not for your highest good because you think that you have you know like it's some spiritual thing or some deep connection or I know twin flame stuff can be very addictive too like that person like you can find somebody that gives you all of that and helps your spiritual growth as well minus the negative minus the toxicity Mm -hmm. of it all and you've yet to meet everybody that you're gonna love in your life whether that be friends family you know whatever yeah you've yet to meet these people so instead of hyper fixating on this concept yeah which is what I'm gonna call it I I don't care yeah um maybe you should focus on yourself and get yourself to your life that you would like to be. Oh, and then yeah. everything else will fall into place. Yeah, I don't want to, like, spoil anything, but I feel like that's kind of... The note of this, the energy yeah, of this podcast. Because part of the journey of this twin flame is your soul development and your development. So if you're doing the work... You know, everybody has their opinions on this stuff. I'm just going off of whatever I've seen, heard, listened to. And yeah, yeah. people that we know that are definitely in twin flame dynamic. <laughs> like, that oh, was Definitely, yeah. You can tell... But nobody, not a soul on this earth, is worth losing yourself or the standard that you set for your life. Mm -hmm. And you can meet other people. They will find you. Focus on your shit. 
Yeah, and a lot, and like, you know, tons of people. Said, there's tons of people, and and I, from what I understand as well, um, and now I could be wrong. We're talking from our frame of reference, so like, you know, if you believe something else, please take this for a grain of salt. But from what I've understood, there aren't as many twin dynamics as one would be led to believe. Um, from what I've heard, they're more of a rare thing. It's just they're very popular. It's a very popular spiritual thing right now on social media and stuff. But it's not isolated to social media. We love a good twin flame story. You can see it in literature. You know, the movies, notebook. songs. Yeah, yeah. Paris has a song called Same Souls. Yeah. It's definitely a twin flame song. Oh, movies, yeah. The Notebook. How many others can we can we think of? Uh, Whatever. Uh, Lauren Hill, I think she is a good one. Lauren Hill um, has a great one. There's tons of the representation yeah. in, in all of our media that we consume. But like we said before, you do not need to stay in toxic situations just because someone said that that is you, what has to happen. Yeah, exactly. And that is kind of energy. Like I said, we don't, we're trying not to spoil anything. Um, oh, I love love the way Lindsay tells her story. Um, we, but like I said, this isn't just Twin Flame. We do talk on other subjects. Um, she's also a complete mystic, in my opinion. And she... She she's told me before she works in the death business and that like that's how she described it but she works in like um, helping to like bury people and helping um, these souls and like living souls like the relatives and stuff she helps them through that process that um, it's almost like a calling like she loves it and you know there's people out here doing really amazing things that I wouldn't have the ability to do and you can tell it's a calling because of that you know thinking like medical professionals yeah. teachers stuff like that but. I think we should play our ad and get into the episode. Unless you have something else you want to add, I'm ready to go. I was just going to go on another rant, but it's not necessary for this intro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, listen to our ad and then we'll have um, Lindsay on continuing this twin flame journey. All right. Okay, guys, this is an ad. We believe in supporting small business. And today we're talking about the small business called Garage Cats. They make 100% organic handmade lip balm using hemp and cocoa butter. It smells amazing. It lasts for a very long time. They use eco-friendly paper tubes. They're pretty much awesome. If you are interested in supporting this business, you can find the link below or go to garagecats.etsy.com. We just want to take a quick moment to invite everyone listening to check out our shop at edarlene.com. If you like what we do, it is one of the easiest ways to support us. Plus, you will get our awesome handcrafted 100% vegan soy candles, our prints, books, oracle cards, and book a Reiki session. All of this can be found at edarlene.com and linked in the show notes. We're back, and uh, today we have Lindsay again. Uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode she was on, we'll have that link down below. That episode was awesome. It's all about Twin Flames. So she's back again to talk about Twin Flames and whatever else you want to talk about. <laughs> so We're really happy to have you back on. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, everybody. I can't believe it. It's been a year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah year. Time is flying at light speed. It it's, sure is, isn't it? It's crazy. I I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but like life just been like months feel like weeks now. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels it's like insane. 
you know, days just feel like hours. And it's just so strange. So it is. It is. And I really, you know, and I'll get into that, but yeah, wow, a year. But so much has happened. I don't know about you guys, but it, it went fast. But so much has happened, though, in the last 12 months, at least for me. Well, I'm right uh, here. <laughs> as far as growth goes and as far as just getting to know myself, it's been a really getting to know myself couple years. I don't know how if you guys feel that or if that's the general energy or if it's COVID related, like us being in the house and being kind of you know, stuck with the same few people and kind of going inside or like, is it just, I feel like the universe forced humanity to face. I, their agree. I, agree. I feel like it forced everybody to, well, not if you had a choice. If you wanted to, to, to accelerate your healing process or stay where you're at. So the people who chose to do whatever, you know, to make changes, it helped accelerate that healing um, and I feel like right now with the 2022, I feel like this is a time for things to come in a little bit more into balance for people. Um, I agree. Yeah. To go more in another direction, like to finally chase your dreams and finally um, take action on things. It was just a giant dark night of the soul, huh? Just for <laughs> all, all humanity. According to astrology, we're not done. <laughs> like, uh, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Starting on the 18th, we shifted into a Taurus um, North Node, or yeah. So that means that Scorpio is in our South Node. So anywhere where you have like Scorpio placements, you can experience. And if you are like a Scorpio, like you can experience the because uh, Scorpio pulls out your shadows. And anytime you're in the south node, like that energy is stuff you have mastered, but you're moving away from. So it can bring up all this like shadow energy in those like placements. Like, so whatever house like that is in, um, that can be like what's gonna could potentially be worked on. And then on top of that, America's having their Pluto return. And then I believe the rest of the world is getting it by 2024. But our Pluto return is in February. And that might be another, like, because Pluto is the god of death. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> oh, great. The last time we had that was, like, two some years ago. Wow. So saying it might be a lot of, like, shadows. How many years ago did you say that? Like, 200. I was wondering if that was, like, around, like, when the Great Depression happened. But that would have been before that but uh, you know because that was another like dark night of the soul for like our country in specific you know yeah. the great depression i was watching something about that and i was thinking about how history repeats itself that's for sure oh, yeah. and there's always an up and then there's a bust and then there's an up and then there's a bust and it, it happens over and over if you look at history it's just like really life too mm-hmm. we have a bus we, we, you can only get so high and then something's gonna happen to humble your ass out you know <laughs> yeah i mean, yeah, I mean I truthfully like, yeah definitely like it forces us too to like i think to progress and move into different spaces i know yes. Yes. it's a lot of like um pulling like kind of like bringing things to the surface, like injustices and stuff like that. Now, I know there's a lot of, like, people online who are, like, freaking out about it, but I don't think it's... I think it's just, like, another one of those things that's, like, pushing us into the age of Aquarius. Um, I am i don't necessarily think we're fully in the age of Aquarius yet, but I think it depends on the astrologer you talk to. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm ready. 
We'll see what happens. Yeah, whatever's gonna happen's gonna happen. So we might yeah. as well cut, look at it with a positive outlook, right? Yeah, I, absolutely. Well, I think we're all we all have a strength inside of us, you know, just from the last couple years that we didn't have. So hopefully that'll help. Mm-hmm. Well, the Taurus energy we have for like I think it's like eighteen months. That is all about like stability and abundance and like grounding. So like the stuff stuff people like do this year will be very um like there's a lot of abundance a lot of potential for that and stability it's just it'll be like a slower like slower moving um energy but that's like good news like stuff that like lasts like good things that come in that might be hard at first but like end up being worth it so i'm excited for that Um, i I feel that energy I, i don't feel a whole lot of doom and gloom from this year personally that's not i don't I think it's more, yeah, like us starting to come out like dawn, like the beginning of the day or whatever, however you want to look at it, you know, like starting to shine through a little bit. That's what I think. And I think by next year, I think things and I, and the whole, you know, were you, when you said the Internet's freaking out, do you mean in regards to like the separation of, of the division things? And is that is that what you meant? I Like. If you go on a lot of, like, spiritual accounts and stuff that are, like, into astrology, there's, like, a handful that are, think that there's going to be this big, like, bad thing that happens on February 22nd because of a Pluto return. Or, Mm. like, it's going to mark the end of America or something horrible is going to happen, like the Mm. Capitol riots. I I think that a lot of that's, like, for hits. There's yeah, a lot of, saying. yeah, there are a lot of, like, fear-mongering. And other thing, too, like, I don't think that people should be afraid of, like, astrological events the way they are. Like, people trip over retrograde, name mercury retrograde. But usually those things happen because they're part of, like, healing. Like, they are supposed to happen so they can push us into some sort of healing. And then it depends on your, like, chart, too, like, what can be affected. And, like, also, like, you're giving power to something and then, like, ex- like if you expect there to be bad stuff that happens because of a Mercury retrograde, of course there's going to be bad stuff that happens. Like, it's yeah. not the retrograde that's causing it. Um, and, like, nothing in the universe, I think, is designed to make us, like, suffer in- inherently. I'm yeah, a- I mean, why? Why would, oh, let's just have, like, some astrological things happen that make people miserable. Let's like, just shake up and cause yeah. chaos. Without a it's perfect, general energy. You know? It's energy. It's definitely it's collective energy. People, like you said, all wanting hits, doing things for the wrong reason, and making people worry. And we all know worry is like the worst thing we can do for ourselves and everything. That yeah, that's deep. I, I don't feel that personally. I I wouldn't call myself any kind of psychic or anything like that. But I just don't feel that. I don't think that's gonna happen. Anything major is gonna happen to our country in February. COVID did us in enough for now. Yeah, I I feel like everybody needs to focus on, like, positive, the positive. Focus on the highest timelines for themselves. Absolutely. The fear-mongering. Yeah. Agreed. It's not good. It's not good. Like, any shifts that happen would be for a reason. Like, because, like, for the highest good. Definitely. Not to be insensitive. To anybody who has been ill or lost their life to COVID. But, I mean, it did make us better in ways. You know, there's so many things that did come out of it. Uh, you know, innovation and ways to work that we never, you know, better ways to work and better ways to do things. And, again, 
know, us all being forced to go inside and be with ourselves. Like, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, perspective. Like, I think a lot of people realized, like, that they were just in, like, autopilot. And then they were like, yes, absolutely. Well, you guys work from home more. But, you know, there was a point where I just remember it was, like, a week. And I had been in the house. You know, this was, like, back in 2020 when we were all in lockdown. And I was like, I've never not, I've never stopped since I was, I don't know, 15 years old. I've never stopped like this and just, you know, the go on vacation, I guess. But like, for no reason, just you wake up and you don't know what you are doing. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to put on Netflix and watch this all day? Like you had, we all just had no plan there for, you know, a couple months before we started to go back. But it was very eerie, but I don't know. Um, it's a unique experience, that's for sure. Did you guys feel that? Oh, yeah, was- definitely. But, like, we, we work from home mostly, you know what I mean? So it didn't really affect us as much. But we did, like, for myself, I talk about other podcasts. Like, I was forced to face my shadow and, and make some life-changing decisions that were for my highest good. And um, it had me actually think about, like, what do I want my life to look like? And re- do the deep reflections on things. Um, yeah. We're doing what we're doing. Not being able to, in general, though, to, like, do stuff as an outlet, you know, even if it wasn't working. Like, just we were so used to, as spoiled, entitled Americans especially, to be able to just go do anything we wanted at any time or go to a club or go to a bar or do this as an outlet. And to not deal with maybe things that we're dealing with, right? And then oh, we yeah. couldn't do that either. So that yeah. was all that, you know, that was universal. Yeah. It yeah. was like no outlets. Um, but yeah, so I can't believe it's been a year though. I when I look back when I was thinking about doing this podcast and I look back on the year, I'm like, where was I? And it was about a month later, my whole I got on a whole new path in life that I never thought that I would ever have got on and um I mean you both of you know about it but that was just my writing journey starting to write again like I hadn't done that since I was a kid I hadn't wrote since I was 15 16 years old and I got into such a place and this was like in February mid-February close to the place that I talked about on the last podcast when I said that it was like six years and we hit a really really bad place And that's when I discovered my, you know, spirituality more and got on my whole spiritual journey. This was the second that I could have never imagined when I was talking to you guys a year ago that I was going to have another one in about a month after. Wow. And that it was going to totally change my life again in like in such a positive way in the end. Like if I would if I it's again, just like I said the last time. If I wouldn't have got to that place, if I wouldn't have got there, I would have never watched The Secret. I would have never started to open my mind to different ways to think, you know. And I thought that there was no way that I could get to that point again. I did. I started cleaning my house because that's what I do sometimes when I'm really depressed or have anxiety. I'll just start cleaning. And I I started cleaning under my bed and I found a notebook. And in that notebook was some literature that I had wrote uh, when Donald Trump won the presidency. And I was like, wow. So the day that he won, I remember I I laid in bed and cried the entire day. (laughs) It was just 
horrified by what I believed he represented. It wasn't even him per se, but what his whole movement represented. I was absolutely devastated to that we had got there as a society, you know? And I remember I, I thought I, it was like I had a flip. I laid in bed that entire day and I just, I wept. And I remember I pulled out my journal and I wrote. I scribbled down like 10 p- pages all the way back to, to why was I feeling this, you know? And as yeah. I shared in, my, in the last podcast, I'm biracial. I grew up in the 90s where there wasn't a whole lot of us here in Pittsburgh. You guys know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we know. <laughs> okay. So there was a handful of us. Uh, there was a handful of families that looked like our families. It was just not what it is now. And my parents never emphasized race, like I said. Like, it was never, it was always just about love and about our family. And a, But there was so much conflict going on outside of our house. So that was in our house and, and with our friends and with certain people, everything. But on the outside, there was always conflict, whether that was my mom's family or people commenting or, you know, this, this and this. So that's where we grew up, you know. But as we got older, it seemed like things were getting better. Like when we were teenagers, do you agree with me? Like, and I think everybody can agree. Like, it seemed like we were progressing as a country to go more to a more open minded type of, you know, again, like all the doom and gloom that you see online, like. The world has always had fuck shit. It's always been, like, weird. But the proof is, like, what you were talking about. That's, like, proof of our evolution as uh, people. So even if we can't see ourselves evolving than we are, like, you know, it's not weird to be mixed anymore. (laughs) Like, you don't feel, like, marriages. Yeah. Not at all. Um, You know, the gender isn't a thing like it used to be. Like, all kinds of stuff. Just all of it. You know, I'm just specific. You know, that's just specific to me and my story. But obviously, you know, I'm for all equality throughout, right? And I felt that equality in all forms, like in the early 2000s, seemed to be swinging in the right direction, you know? Yeah. And that made me really happy, especially how we grew up. And we, I mean, I have an uncle who's gay, who is 80 years old. Mm. And, you know, what he went through. My mom said, you know, she knew from a young age, you know, that she suspected. She asked my grandmother, and this was back in the 60s or 70s, and my grandma just cried. She cried. Wow. She just wept. Wow. And my mom said she just remembers feeling so upset for my uncle that anyone would be upset about him loving somebody to make them. She's like, she's like that's making my mother cry that he loves somebody. <sighs> Wow. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? How, how, like, how do you even rationalize that? Like, why would you be drawn to tears for someone else's happiness? Yeah. Happiness. Well, because, you know why? Because of religion. That's why. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she had the thought of he's going, if he passes away, he's not going to go to heaven because of it. Because that's what was engraved in these people. Mm. You know, for that's in our society. That made people, you know, not only that, I mean, there's religions that some of the Mormon religions and things, they don't believe in interracial mm. marriages. Wow. I didn't know that. Same races. To this day, they don't believe wow. in Wow. Well, you know, you know it, the people who choose to follow that, that's on them. We All we can do <laughs> is live our lives as true as, as we can and live our truths and be the love and the happiness that we want everybody to experience. 
Exactly. And that's exactly what I felt that society had got out of a lot of that, you know, in general, general society, new generation, and was moving in the right direction. And then when, you know, Donald came in <laughs> and all that. I'll give you like Donald's first name basis. <laughs> yeah. When Donald arrived, <laughs> Donald. When he came in and the whole movement behind it, you know, just personally, you know, just my opinion, I saw more hatred than I ever saw in 20 years. And it was disgusting and it mortified me in all ways, you know. And then when he won, I just was like, wow, like to me, in just my opinion, just how I felt, that it was like, I felt like the hate won and it disgusted me. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I ended up writing and then I found this, this stuff that I had wrote. And I ended up writing this piece about how I felt and how, you know, it was to grow up as as a person like me, you know, and I just thought that my point of view, me coming from a small town, coming from, you know, being with the background that I have, that it might be interesting to some people, you know, and, but really I did it because it was just something to get off my soul. And then it ended up growing into me writing all kind of stuff since that then and it's like wow and when I read my stuff to people everybody was like where did this come from like what I mean yeah no it's really good we can actually link um you know your writing down below so people can read it it's very beautiful you have like poetry on there and like these short stories and stuff they're really good I mean, I enjoy but, it. I mean, you're like a storyteller. The last podcast was like riveting. Yeah, <laughs> we were like at, fully I engaged. Where it started, though, I think it started there, guys, because after I remember you all telling me, like, "Wow, like your story was so good. You're a good storyteller," and it just like that sparked something in me. So it was the beginning, but then, and I had told you guys that I was in separation with my twin at the time. You know, yeah, but but. It got to a degree where, you know, the next month where I really realized that, you know what, we, this, I mean, I still knew he was my twin, but I was like, I don't know. I don't think this lifetime's for us. I don't think this is going to be it, you know, and uh, in it, I mourned again. I mourned him like literally died. And, you know, if everybody knows how that feels. And to mourn somebody who's uh, still on the earth like that is quite earth shattering where are you guys at now in this twin flame journey so right before i did the podcast with you guys last year we had come to like a mutual agreement that we need to separate you know painful as it was but there were things that just there was no way we could be eye to eye it just wasn't working we were hurting each other you know and so we walked away but then the following month in February, I found out that he was seeing somebody else. <laughs> wow. And even though I knew full out in my heart that that person wasn't, he, he was using another person to run. It was just a running tactic. You know, we both did it before. And I knew that in my heart, but it still didn't make it hurt any less, you know, to the point that I was like, you know... Uh, I just don't want to do this cycle anymore. Like, I, I just think that this is obvious, you know, maybe that it's just time for me to go be with a karmic or be with a soulmate too. And just to be grateful for the lessons. And, you know, but, and I definitely, I had a major dark night of the soul then, no matter as much as I want it to not. But 
anyway, I just, I thought that it was, you know, done. And that, but the fact that I couldn't see him again and I couldn't talk to him and I couldn't be in his essence in the 3D, even though in 5D we're always together, but that almost makes it hurt more because it's like you can feel the person. Like if only you couldn't feel them, then maybe it would be easier. <laughs> and, you know, I think that has to do with grief too. And as you know, I work, if you don't, the audience doesn't know, but uh, I don't think I spoke about it the last time. Maybe I did, but I work at a cemetery and I help people go through the process of burying their loved ones. Did I talk about that the last time? Bob? I don't know um, if you did. I don't think you did. No. So, you know, in this, I've realized that I think that grief and the grief that comes after death is so hard. And I never really figured this out till this year. It's because the soul's attached to you still. So you can still feel them, but you can't see them. So it's, it, crushes you it's beautiful in a sense but and because i i just firmly know that like especially when somebody passes to the other side you know they attach they're they're if if they attach to you because they're used to being around you their souls used to being around you and they don't want to lose you they don't want to leave you either they did but they don't want you to be sad because the other side isn't scary and they want you to realize that it's closer everything is closer than it appears <laughs> and i'll tell you what if my job taught me anything it's taught me that the other side and i wrote a, I had a blog on that and the other side is closer than it appears that i know wow well so you've had experiences working there Absolutely. Yes, I have several, um, you know, and oftentimes it's like, you know, just coincidences that you can't explain that you just know, you know, you just, um, you know, and the, because the, uh, the person when they pass they're they want to come like they, they know you got there. They know your grief, you know, and they know you're sad and they want to do anything to comfort you. So they'll do little things, you know, um, to make you laugh or to comfort you. Uh, and I've seen it happen, you know, at, this, at the cemetery so many times. Or just make you go, oh, my God, and realize that they're there, you know. And, and for example, I, I, I can I tell you a million examples, honestly, you know. But things like we'll go, we're looking at someone that can have a location, you know, they don't know where they're going to be buried and we'll go there. I'll, I'll take them to a random location and their neighbor that they grew up next to will be right there or something behind it or an aunt or an uncle or somebody they didn't even know was buried there is right there or uh, just so many things. Um, I had a last, a couple weeks ago, I had a girl call. She was looking for a ring. She couldn't find a ring. She kept saying, she said she looked, she, she lost her wedding ring and she looked at the location. She was at her parents' grave. She swears that it's, you know, it, she had it while she was there, but she couldn't find it. And this was a couple of days before Christmas. She said she had been calling for weeks just in case somebody turned it in. And something just said to me if you have time today go check just go walk down there well you know snow had fell if you know the weather in pittsburgh it's crazy i mean you know ground freezes unfreezes everything in those, those couple weeks that 
you know, I think it had been a month because she didn't even live here. She lived out of state, but was visiting. And I went down and I was, I, I looked, I had my head down, I was looking and I didn't see anything. And I stood in front of her where her parents were. And I just kind of thought to myself, help her find it. I don't know. I felt their spirit. And I just said, oh, you know, she really wants to find it. And I turned around and I swear to you guys, there was, there the ring was as shiny as day glistening right at my feet. Oh, wow. What are the odds? Yeah. So you're experiencing it, some mediumship abilities. Definitely. Yeah. Since I've been working there, I always think I always like I have, I have ghosts in my house and we're cool. We vibe, we chill, you know, the, I know I, there's no fear and, I feel I've felt souls and spirits my whole life, you know. Um, but since working there, I've just had a lot of instances where I just knew clear as day that the that like I said, it's it's really not as far as you think it is. It just really isn't. Um, I have relatives buried there, and I've had them come through to me in several different ways. Brought family members to get like I had two cousin connections through. This great great grandmother that I have buried there. Wow. Random. Wow, that's wild. So, um, you recently told me you were practicing tarot. Have you noticed your like psychic senses changing since you've started learning divination as well? You know, I got my tarot cards. I want to say, in, I think it was like the end of September, October, and. Yeah, it's been quite a journey, for sure. I, I do feel that I'm much more intuitive and much more just in tune with everything. Um, like, so uh, to back up a bit, you asked me, where was I at on my journey? You know, um, yeah. so like I said, we had hit that really dark night of the soul when I thought, you know, so that went on for, that was February. I did not speak or talk to him again for nine months. Wow. My goodness. Yes. At all. Not one word. Not one, not one drive pass as far as I know. Not one piece of social media. Not just the fact that I knew I was seeing somebody. I didn't know where he was, where he was living. I knew he wasn't living where he was, you know, Uh, because it's still, I would have seen him. I, I knew something was off because he was, we live in a small town, you know, and he worked locally at one point. And yeah, so I, it was as if he was just gone. Wow. Really. Like oh. that no contact, that has to hurt. Uh, a lot, you know, and the closure was iffy. And I started at some point, even though, like I said, I always knew the truth that I always know, knew everything. Uh, I at some point started to have negative feelings, you know, which was is just part of the grieving process too, you know, and doubtful and started to think maybe he wasn't really my twin, you know, mm-hmm. even though I knew again that he was, but I just, I, I don't know, maybe he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of all of this, I had a, I had a good summer. February, March was rough. I'm not even going to lie. You know, it was really, like I said, um, like, okay, um, this is over. And I don't know. I just, it just felt very final. It felt very like, okay. But even like I said in the podcast, 
the last one, it was like, you have to come to the conclusion, well, you know, this is what is supposed to be then, you know, and st- I, I still, of course, love them, but it is what it is, you know, and like I said, you could, I still fell in the 5D, which, which makes it hard, but around, you know, I started writing and I was just, it was coming from somewhere. You know, it was just all I was writing poems. I was every other week I was just spitting stuff out and it gave me such a confidence and gave me such a just shift within, you know, that, you know, by the time summer came, I thought I I had I've been doing good at work and I had some extra money and I traveled quite a few places and and I was looking good you know I felt like I was I was looking good because you know I yes I was sad yes I was feeling him and mourning but it it almost there was such a duality to it um because I was so on a high and if you spoke to me at all last year you probably noticed you know, like, wow, like, yeah, like, I know she's probably sad. Obviously, she should be sadder. Yeah, it was like you had, you were kind of down at first, but then you were just like out living your best life, like doing all kinds of like fun stuff. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. It's just like you were thriving last year. I was. It, aren't the separations necessary? Yeah, but you never realize it at first. When it first happened, it hurt so fucking bad. But you don't realize it at first. It takes a couple months and then into it. And then, yeah, by the summer, I was like, ah, I miss them. This, you know, but I see why we're not together right now. Because I'm becoming my best self all by myself. Because that's the only way you can become your best self is by yourself. It's an inner thing. Yeah, wow. And I would have never, the thing is, I would have never, if things would have kept going status quo, and we went again, and we wouldn't have broke up, I would have never wrote anything that I, I wrote at least 10 things last year. I would have never wrote one of them, I guarantee you. I dug really deep, and my soul grew so much. So it's weird, because like when I think about last year, this time, I, just like you said, time flies, and I cannot believe that it's been another year since the last time you were here. But at the same time, I feel like I grew, my soul grew 10 years since the last time I was talking to you guys. That's how wow. I feel. See, that's, I love that, though. Yeah. Like, you know, it's amazing yeah. what happens when you don't have someone's son or daughter stressing you out. <laughs> <laughs> Twin flame or no twin flame? <laughs> Isn't it the damn truth? I mean, exactly. The truth is, is the only way that you can grow is by your damn self. I'm here to tell you. I am here to freaking tell you. You want to grow and be your best self? You got to do it alone. Whatever mm-hmm. point in your life you do it. And, th- and I'm not saying you have to necessarily not be in a relationship. I mean, you could still do things on your own and make yourself grow. Right. I'm not saying like end your marriage so you can grow here, please. You know, but like find, but find a hobby that's just for you or, you know, get some time for you so you can grow. People will say, well, I go to work and I'm out with my person. No, you need to go to yoga class without, or you need to go do something for yourself without your person that's going to help you. Yeah. I I feel like sometimes a lot of, well, like, the codependency is a big factor in 
um, relationships. And it's important to keep that individuality in some facet. It's a sacrifice to live any other way. Please correct me if I, you feel differently, but. People like humanity, we like romanticize. Some Toxicity. Of, yeah, the toxic things in, rom- in relationships. I remember we were, you and I were talking about how a lot of like movies and like love stories are twin flame relationships, you know, like songs and like we really like romanticize it and it sometimes isn't healthy in certain ways. No, absolutely not. I feel like sometimes that's just um, additional programming to allow people to settle. Yes, because I mean, it's just so many things. I mean, I think that basically no relationship, marriage, twin flame, soulmate, whatever, should be romanticized. Mm-hmm. Romanticizing anything is just phony. Mm-hmm. Because there's ups and downs to everything. And the ups balance the downs and the downs balance the ups. And, you know, as you guys remember me talking about my uh, yin and yang thing last year, I did get the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I, I finally bit the bullet, and I did that. That was in September, right after my birthday. I was like, "Yep." Um, after that, after my year, and after again seeing, and I'm saying, "It got if it wouldn't have happened, the good would have never happened." And I couldn't imagine what my year would have been like if I didn't write what I and if I didn't go down that journey. Exactly. Now, you're still writing, right? Have you written anything new? I, I, you know, I kind of, I'm a little bit of a dry spot right now. Um, just because, I don't know, work. You know, this time of year is very busy for my job. Not to get all depressing or anything. but So, I've been a little bit out of it, out of the element as far as writing. You should write a book about your twin flame story and oh, you know i'm gonna i i'm i'm definitely gonna do that absolutely yeah i've thought of it i've actually years ago i wrote like a first like couple pages mm-hmm. um and i would yeah i think that it's definitely worth telling um yeah no doubt no doubt absolutely earlier we were saying how like the separation like it forces growth so when you take that time and do this, the focus on yourself, focus on yourself, that you end up having these magical breakthroughs. You were able to write 10 pieces that you would have never written yeah. if you would have never. stayed in the environment. Never. Did your twin have any, or have you been in contact with your twin at all? Yeah. So fast forward, okay, nine months go by. And I knew that at the end of October, though, all year I did know that at the end of October, I was going, no, if we didn't speak before then, I was going to see him then because... We had to go to a wedding that he was in and that I had to attend because I've known the person my like most of my life. So, um, you know, uh, that that event comes. And at this point, you know, I had a like I said, I had a fantastic summer. I had a fantastic fall. Uh, I was doing well in life, just in all aspects. I was doing really good. And I was able to look my absolute best at that wedding. And I was able to be my absolute best self um, because there were several karmics there. There was, it was, it was quite a uh, night in general because I talked to people that I hadn't talked to in years and cleared the air just 
a few things in life. Um, but anyways, I ended up foreseeing him. At first, he avoided me. He, he d- did not make eye contact, which is that sounds absolutely insane to some people. You guys, there was no real animosity when we broke up the first time when we separated in January for him to not want to make eye contact with me when he saw me. Mm. None. Mm. They say that your eyes are the windows to the soul. Oh, so if I would have made yeah. eye contact with you initially, you're twins. <laughs> yeah. You're seeking each other's souls and that, that connection, boom, instantly. Well, he felt your presence. For the, the avoidance of eye contact, uh, we, it, the, the, it was a traditional wedding. It was at a Catholic church. And I got there a little bit late. And he, like I said, he was in it. So he was at the front of the church. And where I was, I was sitting in the aisle so I could see, like, everyone. It's a, it was a pretty open, like, floor plan. And, of course, I was looking over in that direction. And I noticed that his whole essence changed. And I thought to myself, he didn't turn around. But he knows I'm here. He knows I'm here. And um, shortly after we left the church, he ended up approaching me and he gave me a, a, he gave me a hug and he kissed me on the cheek <laughs> and he said, oh, hi, how are you? In the most casual way you could ever imagine. Wow. It's like a movie. It is. I'm enjoying the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I was like. We get to the reception and, you know, obviously this is not the main attraction. I'm, you know, worried about the wedding and he's coming in and everything and doing his thing for the wedding party and we're eating dinner and I'm having a good time. Um, I basically went single, but I knew like everybody there. Uh, I was going to bring somebody. I had had some karmic situations over the summer and fall and but because of the COVID thing, they actually uh, eliminated anybody bringing a guest unless you were married. So it kind of made my decision for me. And um, but I was sitting next to a, a, a man <laughs> that was also there single. And it sort of we kind of fell into uh, for each other. I guess we we're each other's dates uh, for the night thing. Um, but. So dinner went, you know, and at one point I had gone out to the bar and. I felt his presence, you know, and I looked and uh, I noticed that he was behind me talking to some people and I went and I was talking to somebody and he, I, I was going to go to walk outside. I, I'm trying to remember exactly, but he kind of gave me, like, I was going to go back, but he, he was walking outside and he kind of gave me like a side glance. And it's just like in that moment, I knew that well, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. And I kind of gave him a side glance and we kind of, so I went outside and, you know, basically told me that he was still in love with me. Everything that I already knew. (laughs) Everything that I already knew. And that he, you know, uh, missed me and that, and I'm just like, all right, you know, this is a lot. This is a lot, you know. And so that was about it at that night, you know, Um, but I, I went home alone and nothing happened, even though people speculated, but <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> there was nothing. I, I went home by myself. And I, uh, anyways, um, but I remember the next day, think, you know, just like thinking, wow, well, I was right. I knew it. I knew all my feelings, you, you know, were true, no matter what the outside might have looked like, you know. Him not being there for nine months, him supposedly being with somebody else, 
I, you know, my intuition was, you know, this is what it is. Again, I knew mm-hmm. again in that moment for facts that that was my twin. And since then, we have had incredibly healthy conversations. We've had um, connect- connection like we've never had. And I don't mean in any kind of sexual way. <laughs> I mean in <laughs> talking. Uh, one interesting thing, and I know you guys will enjoy this. In one of our conversations, one of our like first major conversations after you know that initial thing in October, um, he looked at me and said, you grew up. Wow. Wow. Like he noticed a difference. Just in that period of time. Wow. Yep. And I was like, I did. (laughs) Truly. You know. So anyway, on his side, I said, you know, I remember saying like, you really ran this time, didn't you? And he said, I, I, he's like, I had to. He ran, he went, he went to a different part of town. Not because of me, because of so many factors. Yeah. He had so many things that, so many things that held us back for years that he left behind, um, you know, doing better for himself, you know, started every, I mean, so many things to the point that got him to where he was in October when he saw me after all that time that he could admit, look me in the eye and say, I'm still in love with you. It, it's, it's nice that like you both had growth during the separation for the twins, is that usually how it goes? Like, it, when yes. you, on yourself, it forces them to you because you're literally yes. sharing the same soul. Not always, but yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, separation in general just makes it better. Mm. Because we hurt, because, you know, and no, he's running and he's like, Sam, I cannot shake her no matter what, you know, and he's told me, I just cannot shake you. I know I can't, you know, at this point, like, you know, where we are at now, he's like, I know I can't, I never will. Um, it is what it is. You are it, and there is no other. And we're not together, mm-hmm. but we know that this. we still talk like that. We still have this inner knowing that there is you're the other half of my soul, and that, that's it. Do you think you will come into union again, or do you think that you're gonna move on to a soulmate? You know, at this point, it's hard to tell. No, mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not hanging on to uh, where I'm at. And the journey right now is, and if it wasn't for last year, again, I wouldn't be able to be here, you know, because I wouldn't have had had the strength that I have now to even say these things. But I can't, you know, I'm about my own happiness. Not that I don't care about his happiness. I do. But I know that, you know, what I want in my life and I know how I want to feel. How's that? You know? and if whatever that may be, whatever may bring me the feeling of fulfillment that I desire, then that'll be. So whether that's him or soul, or, or soulmate or the next, you know, I'm not, I don't hold on to any of it. You know, I just, um, I literally live moment for moment, really. I honestly do. And that's the way we all should live, really. I, I figured that out because I'm too precious. And it matters. And one little moment changes everything, you know. Our our exact existence was one moment. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. At the beginning of the podcast, we were talking about the mediumship and, like, yeah. your job. Like, I don't know. Did you touch on that at the beginning? I don't remember. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Okay, yeah. yeah. Like, your job. Do you think that you were put into that position at this time for a reason? No doubt. Absolutely. 
Um, it's definitely a life mission, whether or not it's a now mission or a, a next 20 years mission. I'm not sure, but absolutely. Um, because I'm able to be in touch with the other side. Like, I don't know. I've just never felt besides my love for my twin. It's probably like second to like just a knowing like this is where I'm supposed to be feeling. It's incredible, honestly. Mm. Uh, because I can connect with the other side and because it doesn't frighten me in that way. You know, I don't do well. Like I wouldn't do well as a nurse or as somebody who's dealing with somebody who's in the process of leaving this earth. Uh, that's too much for me. One, I'm involved. The soul's already passed. Yeah. And I find a sense of peace in that. Um, It gives me an extreme feeling of inner peace to know that, you know, I almost feel like not that I'm not trying to make myself out to be some prophet or something or something, but it's like, I almost sometimes feel like I'm taking their hand and I'm helping them get to the other side, like helping their family. The process of moving them to the other side. Allowing them their soul to go, you know. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it's a part of your mission. You know, yeah. we're all here for a certain reason. And like at the beginning, when you said that after speaking to us, you start you start to do your writing again. Like that's something that we've noticed has been a thing where we activate people to a certain extent and help them think differently or have them act on things they haven't done in a long time. So I thought that was a synchronicity. Yeah, it's like weird. That is right. We'll have like a conversation with somebody and we'll be like, oh yeah, this is great. And then all of a sudden they'll like start doing that and like flourish. So I think like a part of the reason like your mission is to You're powerful bitches, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm saying I think that like you're here to help people through this very like difficult thing and that's how you know it's a part of like your mission because it's something that not everybody can do no i couldn't no (laughs) no like you're able to go every day and like help these people no problem and deal with like these emotions and all of it and like you said the feeling those spirits and just the families like it's pretty amazing i always admire people who do those types of things um, whether it be like you were saying, like nurses, like people in the medical profession, um, there's like death doulas. Yeah. Hospice. Um, yeah. Yes. I met a really like nice girl um, who did that and helps literally helps people like transition over, like they're transitioning and mm-hmm. she's just there beside them. Like it's really. See, I wouldn't do well there. No, I, I couldn't do that. do that. No. But no. what you're doing would be hard for me. Like, oh, super challenging. Yeah. To be with the families and like be in that environment not that I wouldn't find it like serene to be in like the great you know yeah the beautiful graveyards and stuff but um that's how you know it's a part of and like how like the story behind how you like got it and everything is like cool and like how you got into it just absolutely yeah you know just happening it was like oh this is the time you do it so now you're doing it (laughs) like it's so cool yeah yeah it's it's quite you know and it doesn't and yeah I guess we're all just meant for something, like you said, you know, and it just, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, the anxiety of when somebody's dying, you know, I couldn't take that. I could not take that at all. And I don't like to see people sick and suffering. I can't, I, I, I don't do well with that at all, you know. 
Yeah. Um, People but, in the medical field, that's how you yeah, know. Yeah, that's like, how you know. They're earth angels, like legit. Absolutely. But you're helped along the way, okay? And, and what I mean, and that's another reason why I say I believe, because it's like there's been so many times where, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for support from the, the spiritual world, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not disturbed. And I'm able to, when I leave there, it kind of just leaves me. And I've heard that happening to doctor. Like, there's no way. You can't work in the ER all night and see people and everything and and then get in your car and be okay. No, like, it, it's almost so much that for the higher power, whatever you want to say, it just kind of go, it's taking it from you. Yeah. It, it takes it from your soul. So, so I can go home and I'm not thinking about it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. doesn't, doesn't follow me. No, it always inspires me so that that kind of counteracts the feeling of sorrow. You know what I mean? In the beginning, you were saying how like the other realms are closer than we think. And um, sometimes the the spirits will be present and be with the family members or so on and so forth. Um, and for us, like we could definitely account to that. Mm-hmm. Thousand percent. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah. our stories, like thousand yeah, of course. Percent. Like, there's definitely yeah. a lot of um, unexplainable definitely. things that we just don't have our understanding yet. Yeah. But it's all coming. Definitely. Like, look at how things are accelerating. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, I definitely think people are um, having, like, these psychic things being activated. Just out of, like, the group of people that were around, maybe. But, like... Just more and more people I'm knowing are having like weird stuff happen, and they're like, "Yeah, this start happening," and <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and, like, you know, seriously though, I know. Yeah. Uh, another thing though that it's done for me is because I have anxiety, like I said, and I always fear death. Mm-hmm. I always fear it. I feared it for myself. I feared it for my family. I just always I dealt it with a lot, and so I was sort of numb to the subject in one hand because I've seen so much shit happen, you know, so I was able to be that person because I've seen so much and been, been through so much, but on the same hand, feared it so much because of that. And working there has sort of helped through that because now I see clear as day again that it's really not that separate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have no reason to fear it, you know? Now, I have a question. Have you, I feel like you told me you did before, but have you had like a past life reading or past life regression ever? Um, I've done some like meditation and things like that, but I've never had a past life reading. Uh, I wish though that I had, well, you know, I've had, I don't know. I've had a lot of readings and stuff. So I, maybe I have because yeah, because I remember somebody telling me that my, my twin and I, uh, were in a past life together. Um, of course, I know that, but w- that in that past life, we were soldiers in a war and mm. one of us died. And that was really struck me because there's some, for some reason, anytime I hear our national anthem, it like gives me chills and makes me want to cry. I can't explain to you why. It's not because I'm overly patriotic. It's, <laughs> it's any thing. Yeah, it stirs something inside of me. And when they, she said that, I was like, wow. And then it also ties to a lot of our um, abandonment issues that we've had. Uh, as far And feeling of grief and feeling of, you know, not having, you know, healing, all those things. I wasn't surprised to hear that one of us had passed young and then the other one had to, you know, I had to grieve. 
Mm. I wasn't surprised. Wow. Interesting. You can literally feel your twin. Yeah. Is that when he's thinking about you? Um, like, how is that? Um, no, like pretty much all the time. Um, wow. It just got, yeah, at this point, like always. I don't know. It's just, just. It's know. like the souls are calling towards you to each other. It's yeah, like, they're just there. They're just with each other. Sometimes it's intense. Like you can feel it more. Like if there's like a happy thing, or if it's um like sad. If, if the other person's sad, you can feel it. We can feel when each other are getting are nervous. We can feel when each other like want to run. We can feel all those things for sure. Um, so for our listeners, please listen to the first episode. But can you give like a quick like bullet points of how to know if it could be a twin situation? Yeah. And a karmic and a soulmate. Yeah, a karmic a karmic situation and soulmate. What did I say the last time? It's painful. Remember when you laughed? <laughs> yes, I yeah, I, remember. I will never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear it in your voice. You were like, it's painful. It's painful. A twin. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, I mean, a twin flame is somebody who makes you you know it's hard to put in the words sometimes um like how do you really know because a soulmate and a karmic can make you you know grow and can make you of course you know uh i just think a twin is more of like it is painful there's going to be ups and downs the running and the chasing is something that's really 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 evident in most um the mirror uh, because it's a mirroring thing and i don't think that exists in other relationships um so that's what sticks out the most it's the mirroring thing it's you're running from yourself thing and you don't realize it until the pain comes and you're like stuck in it and it's like oh wow yeah the mirroring effect i think that comes with twin flames that make but you know karmic is definitely can be traumatic and definitely makes you grow too and um you know i think it oftentimes karmics are definitely lessons they're just more than they're more lessons than they are mirrors or than they are anything you know um soulmates come in all forms you know like they come in friends and family and animals and uh i believe in all kind of uh, force and they're just those people that you know and sometimes they're lovers right um but they're just those people you just feel at home with you know and twin flame and uh is definitely uh i know i mentioned in the last one is that at home feeling like that's how you feel you just feel like this is exactly where i'm supposed to be. and soulmates can definitely give you that feeling as well i've experienced that with friends family lovers and everything in between you know so um it's easy for them all to get twisted up but i just think that the twin thing is you just know you it's just something that because honestly my twin doesn't know the phrase i don't think but he knows like i said i'm never shaking you no matter what (laughs) it's also your witchy woman energy (laughs) it's that magnetic aura You are my person, you know? You just know yeah. that that is your person, that there's never going to be another person that's going to be that person. Like, that is it. You know? It's not in a superficial, like, romanticized way, you know, that's my person. That is, no, no. It's in, it's in uh, a whole lot of pain, you can say that, you know? You're, that's the difference. You're in separation, you're in pain, and you're like, that's my person. Mm. 
Wow. Not when everything is wonderful and great, right? It's so easy to be like, that's my person. <laughs> then. The lust overtakes. <laughs> that's a difference. That's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> the lust overtakes. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, we're getting on to an hour and a half. Is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners before we close up the show? I read something. Or I do you guys know who Abraham Hicks is? Have you ever Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of course you do, right? So I'm a I'm a major fan and I listen to her a lot. I listen to stuff by them a lot. And the other day I was watching one on YouTube and it was saying about how like you should start every day. And something my intuition said, I was like cleaning up and I just had it in the background and it said, Stop what you're doing and listen to what she's about to say, right? And I listened and it was so powerful that I rewound it like 10 times. And it's really simple. And I think I'm going to share it because I wrote it down in my notes in my phone. And every morning I've been starting my day with reading it several times. And I just, I think that this is just the key to everything. Whether you're in a twin flame, soulmate, you're just, you know, it's not even about that. It's about our life and this journey that we're on, you know, and our mission and feeling enlightened and feeling like you're in the right place and doing the right thing for the right reasons right Mm -hmm. so um so this is what it it, and to sum it up you know uh in my notes it says you know count your blessings one by one of course right that's the key to everything you know that but this is just the mantra okay i feel intuitive and inspired i feel connected vital and alive i feel happy and confident i feel kind and loving I'm at the top of my game. I feel innovative. I feel energized. I feel invigorated. I feel inspired. Inspired moment by moment. I feel guided. I feel worthy. I feel deserving. I feel deserving of all the goodness that has been taught me all of my life. I'm going and I'm going to demonstrate my deservingness through my happiness. I just think that that might be the best thing I ever heard in my life. I love that. I, yeah. I, I love a we love Abraham Hicks. Yeah. Like I love she, the rampage, the rampages. Yes. I do that um a lot, like in the mornings yeah. and at night. But that is per that's amazing. Isn't I it that. amazing? It yeah. couldn't have been summed up in a sweeter way, right? And it's basically that. Like every day we have to be happy, you know. And my job of course teaches me that because again, like life is fragile and we don't know how long we'll be on this part you know of our journey but you got to be happy and you got to be fulfilled and whatever way that you want to be and need to what however way that looks to you should I say and just do what is in your heart that's what I have to follow your heart this year taught me anything and just follow your heart yeah love that me too yeah, it was a great way to end the yeah, show. Yeah, it's perfect way to end. Um, thanks, guys, for listening, and stay tuned till the end for Reiki. All right, bye.